take him on top That'll change your life Talking about the word of the Lord He'll make it all right If you can redeem And if you really love him, say so Join in and share what's on your heart Pass the mic with a pass the mic Mother. Hey everybody, Lady J. You are listening to Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike, and today's topic is keeping your marriage vows. Hey everybody, Pastor, Pastor Mike, Mike with Pastor Mike and my lovely co-host, Lady J. Your church mother. Thank you to everyone who is listening to our show. This show goes live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for your enjoyment. And you can follow the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash PTM with Pastor Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor M. Johnson 6 and on Facebook at Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike. All links are in the description. Today, is a very, very special day. Uh, I want to let all of the audience know that last week um, my beautiful, beautiful co-host turned 29 plus one. Hey, be careful there. <laughs> she turned 29 plus one. Um, that's one, yeah. Uh, we all know that that's 30. You, come so. on, come on. <laughs> so uh, we want to say uh, happy birthday to this beautiful, beautiful queen of mine. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy belated birthday, Lady J. Thank you. So uh, we don't have a special guest for you all tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight you all are stuck with us. Just about us. Yeah. <laughs> you are stuck with us. And uh, we just want to talk to you all. Uh, we want to talk to every married couple, um, all of the Yes, and those that are thank, thank you for finishing my day. No problem. Uh, I didn't I'll cut you off a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did again. Okay. Uh, we want to talk to all of the uh, the married couples, those that are getting married, uh, those that have been married. You're looking um, <laughs> all right, I'm done. That's great too. That's great too. Should we talk about marriage? And now people are going to really see. Hey, let them see. Let them see. They need to see. That's all right. Just look at the sugar. All right. <laughs> Uh, so we're talking to all of those that are married, those that have been married for, you know, 10 years, 20 years. Um, One year. Those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I promise. I'm <laughs> those that have plans on getting married, um, you know, newlyweds, uh, we want to talk to you all, and we want you all to talk to us. Yeah, um, you know, we want to encourage, you know, the newlyweds and those that plan on getting married, you know, let them know, you know, what they are in for. And the reason why um, I wanted to do this show is because um, marriage is not really something that churches are teaching now and preaching about. You know, everybody's, you know, talking about, you know, go get your education and, you know, do this and do that. That's fine. You know, but 
nobody is really talking about families, you know, bringing families together and um, really having people, you know, get together and teaching people how to stay together. Stay together. That's the key, you know, not really teaching people how to stay together. So we're going to do some, uh, tonight's show is going to be just a little bit different than how we usually uh, do it. We're going to open up the phone lines early, meaning that you can call in right now if you want to with your questions, your comments, um, you know, anything, concerns, anything that you want to say, that's that's straightforward. You're right. All right. I'm done. Anything that you want to say. Um, you know, to the married couples and to the newlyweds and to those that are planning on getting engaged, um, you know, let's let's encourage them. Let's let them know that, you know, the joys of being married and the joy of staying married. Yeah. Because anybody can get married. Mm-hmm. You know and that's the that's the that's the hard part, staying married. And not just staying married, but staying staying happily married. Right, exactly. So, um what Lady J and I are going to do, we're going to tell you a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. Lady J, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Okay. So you got it. It's all right. So what I'm going to do is tell you guys how we met. I want to tell you guys how we met, and I want to tell you how Paul Pastor Johnson chased me real good, y'all. Chased me real good. So, oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we were invited to a service, my sister and I, and we were actually waiting for the um, the building to open. And while we were waiting, Pastor Johnson was standing outside. I was standing. I was actually in my car at the time, and I was blasting some music. And for some odd reason. He looked over, and I looked over at him, and we made eye contact. There was no high, no smile, or nothing. It was just eye contact. I looked away. He looked away. So I got out of my car, and I walked by him, and then that's when we spoke. And then after the service, you know, we got to, I don't want to say know each other just a little bit, but he was introduced to my sister and I, who has the group, Rhonda Farsi, Rhonda Christopher, Mission to Praise, still going strong. And um, he was invited to play the bass guitar, bass guitar, right. yeah, right. the bass guitar, and we exchanged um, numbers because I was going to um, get him to the location where we were having rehearsal, and it was just innocent in the beginning. We were just, you know, talking, I guess, in terms of when I was going to come get you or take you to the location, and then after a while, I just kept getting a little text. My phone would just go off just checking on you, <laughs> just checking on you. I'm like, okay, all right. And it, it became so, uh, I, I don't want to say repetitive. It just, after a while, I just knew when he was going to text. It was like, okay, hours have passed. He's about to text me. And I even showed my sister, I said, he's about to text me. And he texted me, just checking on me. And one day I realized that he was really interested in me, really interested in me. And you can tell your part in how it goes, how you. <laughs> You can tell how how you how you say it, whatever. So, um, I realized he just kept texting me and one day I just was like I wasn't really interested in relationships at the time. I didn't want a relationship. I wanted to have fun and he was trying to slow me down what it felt like. It felt like he was trying to slow me down. So um, one day I told him like, um, 
I think I said something wrong. Oh, I'm going to stop checking. Stop checking. Me. <laughs> oh, my God. We're minutes ago. Stop checking on me. I'm okay. I did not. Click. No, it was a text, so you can't say click from a text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was mean, and but by that time he was very persistent for a while. And um, long story short, y'all, we've been married going on what seven years in November. So yeah, he chased me really hard, and I was pushing him away. I just did not want a relationship. I just was hurt really bad, and I just, I didn't, I didn't want it. At the time, but you know, I would just say, as a little, I know we're getting to know each other right now, and how that I would just say, just a word of advice, just early. If a man wants you, I'm telling you, you guys, he will not waste his time, he will chase you, right? He will certainly chase you. But go ahead, let's, let's hear your part of the how, well, how we've met. Well, before I do that, uh-huh. I, I, I just remember I told the people that they can call in, but they didn't get the phone number. You didn't get the phone number. <laughs> So, people, you can call in at 215-383-3912. Again, that's 215-383-3912. All right, so how we met. Now, most of her story is true. All of my story is most, true, according to my perspective. Most of her story is true. According to my perspective. Except where she got to the part where um, um, I had texted her, and what happened was, I had a dream one night, and the Lord had showed uh, had showed me that um, Lady Johnson was my wife, and so um, I was pretty much hurt also, um, just coming out of, of a, a relationship, and I was hurt also. And I had literally, I remember talking to the Lord, and I had told Him that I was done. You know, I was it was going to just be me and my my children, and that was it. You know, I wasn't looking for, you know, no wife. I wasn't looking for anything. And after meeting um, Lady Johnson, um, who was, she wasn't Lady Johnson at the time. Not at all. She was just Michelle. Just Michelle. (laughs) Michelle. Sister Michelle. Um, After meeting her, you know, I thought she was very pretty. Um, Thank you. Wow. I thought she was very pretty. And, um... You know, after getting to um, you know to know her, we talked a couple times on the phone, and just talking to her and getting to know her. Um, you know, I, I felt myself like I would really like to you know to know her a little bit more. And I had a dream one night. Um, the Lord showed me that um, that she was my wife, and after I was shown that, um, I started to pursue her. You know, as such. Now I'm gonna tell you the parts that she left out. <laughs> How I had wrote her oh, a nice little poem. It was where's it at? Where's it at? Exactly. <laughs> I had wrote her a nice little poem, and she took the poem <laughs> and read it and looked at it and gave it. Anybody who's know who know Lady J know the little side eye look that she can give you. The one she's giving me right now. <laughs> she gave me that side I look and said, This is nice, but um I'm not your wife. I'm not sure. mm-hmm. And you know, I smiled. You know how the church says, you know, take it till you make it. I smiled, you know, but you know, after she left, I cried. Oh my God. No, you didn't. <laughs> 
Can I just interject a little? I know you're telling your portion. Can I interject? I would like to interject and say, can be a witness to this. When you just got out of a relationship that you were really hurt in and it scars you, um, it's not easy to let someone else in. And around that time, Pastor Johnson, I had not to, you know, put, you know, I had a lot of men telling me that I was their wife around that time. And I wasn't trying to hear it from another person, especially not a pastor. I was, in my eyes, I was totally not ready for that. I was Sister Michelle, and I knew a couple things about my husband, but I didn't know he was a pastor. So, yeah, I was, I was kind of running, and I was afraid. And in my eyes, if the Lord spoke to you, he could surely speak to me. And I believe that I even told you that, um, well, it's going to take God himself to come off the throne and tell me. <laughs> because I missed that. I didn't want to make being married. Today is not taken seriously. It's right. like the next step that we're supposed to do, so let's just do it. It's not a matter of like this is a covenant of vow between you and God, and this is a covenant, an everlasting covenant. Like right. nothing should be able to tear us apart once we make this decision. Right. And it's not that treated that way anymore. Right. It's not treated that way, and there's so many. But the divorce level is just so high, and I didn't want that. I don't want to become a part of the statistic. I didn't want that for our marriage. So I needed God to speak to me, and which he did. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm a children. And three consecutive nights, he was showing me, and I'm like, God, okay, you win, he win, all right. <laughs> you got me. That's it. That's all I need. I just needed God to speak to me. And I just, just to throw this in there, women, you know, if a guy comes up to you and say that you're my wife, you can, that God told me that you're my wife, you can definitely hear from God yourself. Right, right. Let's take a, a quick 60-second um, message break um, from Iron Pushers. This is your 60-second fitness tip of the day with Iron Pushers. And today we're going to talk about water. Water is made up of 80% of the body. It is very important to consume enough water. So how much water should we consume, you may ask. So women should consume about six to eight cups of water a day, while men should consume about 10, about 10 to 12 cups of water a day. So the benefits of drinking water, believe it or not, one of them is migraine. Um, it can help you to rid your migraine if you didn't take enough water. Uh, another benefit is skin. If you want better looking skin, which everybody does want, it can help you have smoother skin. And lastly, I would say it's a great detox. Water helps your liver to be able to do its job in pushing all the unhealthy toxins out of the body. So this has been Iron Pushers with your 60-second fitness and health tips of the day. Welcome back. This is Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike. I'm your host, Pastor Mike, and my beautiful co-host, Lady J, your church mother. Uh, we're finishing our discussion on uh, marriage, talking about how keeping your marriage vows, um, keeping the marriage, you know, working. Um, and we're going to get into some stuff, um, but we want to um, let you all know that you can call in uh, with your questions or your comments. Um, you can call in right now at 215-383-3912. Two one five. 
383-3912. And I want to ask a question, and, um, you know, you all can call in and answer this. Um, What are some of the most challenging things that married people deal with? Some of the most challenging things that married people deal with. And um, Lady J, I looked this up online, mm-hmm. and it said the number one thing is, of course, money. Yeah. You know, one of the major things that uh, married people deal with, number one, is was money. Um, number two was actually kind of, um, I don't know, like, it kind of caught me by surprise. Okay. Number two was actually um, dealing with blended family. Well, you know what? That would be a a new one nowadays. A blended family. Wow, that's interesting. Because the last time I did research, the number two things were infidelity and finances. Yeah. And now it's blended family. Yeah. Uh We have a caller. Let's take this phone call. You're on the air with Pastor Mike. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, sir? This is Chef. Rome. Hey, Chef. Chef Rome, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How about yourself? Well, how about y'all? I'm sorry. <laughs> we are well. You're doing good. <laughs> um, I can't speak for others, but one of the most uh, challenging things for me was putting my pride to the side. Uh, when you're used to, like for me, I was the youngest child, um, People say I was spoiled. I don't think that I was, but I was just used to a certain like lifestyle. So getting into a relationship and getting serious, and you know, pursuing marriage and all that other good stuff. And somebody's telling you, you know, what you can and can't do. You're not trying to hear that. Like you just, <laughs> you're not trying to hear that. Like you, you know, the mindset is, I'm grown. You can't tell me this or that. And in all actuality, a lot of times it's just you know, trying to help the person out. Like, for me, uh, once I actually put my pride to the side in situations, it just allowed me to think better. Um, I was used to uh, people, like, forcing me to do stuff, so I always thought this mother was forcing me to do something. Um, Like, that's just, you know, me personally. Well, thank you very much for the phone call. And no probably problem. definitely one one of the um big things that a lot of people deal with. Okay, I'm sorry. That is very very biased. All right, thank you, Chef Ron. Yes, sir, no problem. See y'all later. All right. So I know that was very biased. But I'm saying that for a reason in terms of pride. Men have egos. So in terms of men leading the family, they don't want to really hear anyone else trying to, you know, give them any advice or opinions on what they think is right for their marriage. As in them being the head, their egos are in there and they don't want to hear. You, you think I'm wrong. How can a woman... I would say pride can lead a woman based on her independence. If you have a very independent woman coming to a relationship and she has to, so to speak, uh, 
I don't want to say listen to a man, but you're beneath a man, and you're used to being the head of your house, even though you are a woman, the head of your life, it's kind of hard to let go of that, that position in your life. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. So I would say women that are independent can kind of, you know, hold on to a level of pride that is not healthy. And then in terms of being the head, their egos are out there, and they don't want anyone to disrupt their egos. I agree. Okay, thank you. Now, so now, I also <laughs> want to um, I want to add throw another question out there. You can still call in um, 215-383-3912, um and answer. You can you know comment or answer the first question. Um, but I also want to throw another question out there. What does it really mean when the Bible says that women are to submit? What does it really mean? And I'm asking, I'm asking that question. You can answer if you want, um, AJ. Um, but I, I was asking that question because you have a lot of people that believe and that also teaches that, you know, um, when it says women are to submit, they don't look at it as, you know, women are to, um, you know, you're, that you're equal. You know that you're you're my helpmate, mm-hmm. but they look at it as you're literally, you know, beneath me. Right. You're, you know, you do what I say do, and shut your mouth, and that's it. And so, um, you know, what does it it really mean um, when it says when the Bible says in Ephesians the fifth chapter um, that wives submit to your husbands. What does it really, really mean? Call in 215-383-3912, uh, I was looking at a, st- a statistic, and it said recently divorce um, statistics for Christians indicate that 50% of the Christians who get married will also get divorced. Wow. And it is one of the major reasons that divorce divorce has become rampant among Christians is because they lack an agreed-upon vision and mutual goals. That is so good. That is really good. Like, how can we both live in the same house and have no idea where, where each other is headed? Right. And, like, naturally or spiritually, you're bound to bump heads along the lines. That is good. Like, wow. And I think it's something that, that a lot of people really, really need to, you know, to express, especially, right. you know, newlyweds. And then... I, I can't even just say really words, you know, because some people that have been married for 10, 20 years, you know, never really sat down and talked, you know, well, this is my vision for our family. My goal, yes. You know, this is our my goal for this family. You know, so that if both parties know the goals for both, uh, for the marriage, for the family, then each person knows, you know, what steps it's going to take to reach those goals. Right. So there, there won't be a whole lot of bumping heads. Right. You know, a whole lot of clashing, you know, because we all know what our ultimate goal is. Right. So that's where communication and relationship, period, just come in. If you lack communication, there's three forms of communication. There's written communication, there's nonverbal communication, and there's verbal communication. So if you lack communication in your relationship, then it's bound to be unhealthy along the lines if you don't sit down and talk about your vision and talk about your goals. And I would say that be open to how your spouse um, communicates. 
and it may not be face-to-face. It may not be that verbal communication, and it's okay to actually communicate by um, writing an email or texting. If that's how your spouse communicates, then whatever it takes to right. keep this marriage healthy and together, then we're going to do that together because I, I can speak sometimes just for women. We can try to, because we're more so in our emotions, we can try to impose how we feel and how we think and how things should be done onto the man, and we can become maggots after a while. Right. And a man yeah. um, that, you said yes pretty hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You said that yes kind of hard, man. <laughs> so any woman that, that, you know, a man that feels that the woman is nagging, he automatically shuts that down, shuts that out. He doesn't want to hear me. He doesn't want to talk. And that's where the clash comes in. Because if a, a woman feels that you're not listening and you're rejecting me, then she doesn't feel loved. And if a man feels like, well, you're nagging, you never, you know, there's never any neutral ground. All you want to do is just nag, then he doesn't feel respected. And we learned from a very wise person who stated, my, um, uh, I don't know what title. I'm just going to say her name. My pastor, Martina Mitchell, that says that if a man does not feel respected in a relationship and a woman does not feel loved, every single time you guys come and talk or do anything, it's going to clash. So one thing that me and my husband developed from even hearing that is when I didn't feel loved, I would communicate that him I don't feel loved. And at any time I made him feel, you know, that he wasn't being respected, he would tell me I don't feel respected. And that's how we opened that door for things that could have torn our marriage apart. It didn't. Right. It didn't. It didn't have any room to tear us apart. Right. And one thing um, that and, and I know my wife is going to attest to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, communication is not that easy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it didn't come, you know, easy for me. Um, but, you know, with the, the help and the understanding of, you know, my wife understanding where I was and meeting where I was mm-hmm. and helping me to, you know, communicate better, you know, my wife can talk. <laughs> she'll, 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 wow. She'll, she'll, you know, she'll just um, just start talking and stuff about anything and, you know, mm-hmm. conversing about anything. Right. Just, just, uh, she'll cut you off. No, I won't. You don't do it to me like eight times. All right, all right. right on the show. You're right, okay. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I really, really had, I had to learn, you know, how to um, communicate and not just learn how to communicate because anybody can just talk but learn how to really voice what I was feeling, yeah. you know, at that time so that, you know, we can talk about it but also bring a um, a resolution. Right, and some, actually some problems won't have a resolution, but you have to learn how to think about to uh, agree to disagree or wait a second. I forgot how it actually goes. Bring it back. <laughs> Like some things, okay, it's learned to, some things there are inevitable inevitable differences between two different beings. So you're not going to always agree on everything. But just have a mutual understanding that this is how you feel and this is how I feel. Not trying to impose what you feel on the other person because you can't change anyone, but what you can do is change yourself and how you respond and how you react. So I would just say, you know, marriage takes work. It takes work every day. Marriage is what you make it. It's what you make up with. What you wake up to and decide to make your marriage. If you allow people, their opinions, and their perspectives to come in between your marriage, then your marriage is bound to fail. But I want as a woman to build my marriage.
church on prayer and fasting. And that's right. one thing I would just, I would have liked to the women. Right. Just prayer and fasting, I'm telling you. And I, and I really can even attest to this, that God has even shown me some things before he's shown him. And it's not taking anything away from my husband, but as a woman, um, when you build your 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 relationship and you're going around just praying, God will show you some things. And I can definitely tell that my husband is a praying man. But I, I would say that I'm kind of like his eagle eye. I'm not doing my spiritual mouth with him. You know, I can foresee some things that he that he doesn't see right away as a lion. As a lion. So I would just say, you know, all the listeners out there, marriage can work. You can keep your vows, even if there was infidelity. We didn't even get into that, so we might have to do a part two. Yeah, so there's a lot of things to cover and talk about and concerning marriage. Um, it's, it's very honorable to God, and it should be honorable to the people, not just something that you do. And when you, things don't work out, you disagree, then we break up. That's not how it goes, you guys. Like, so don't go into marriage with that mindset. Don't go into a relationship with that mindset. Right. We want to thank every caller. Uh, for your questions. Um, thank you so much. Um, thank you to my beautiful co-hosts, um, our church mother, Lady <laughs> J, for her beautiful self, and happy belated birthday again. Thank you, thank you, thank um, you. Join us next Tuesday. Um, we'll okay. be doing part two of how to keep your marriage vows, yeah. how to keep your marriage vows. Next Tuesday, 8 p.m. All the links is in the description. Follow us on Twitter, um, Facebook, um, blogtalkradio.com. Don't forget to um, join us, Pastor Mike with Pastor Mike family. All right, people of God, be blessed. Speaking on topics that'll change your life. Talking about the word of the Lord, He'll make it all right if you've been redeemed. And if you really love them, say so. Join in and share what's on your heart. Pass the mic with a pass the mic.